Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code program. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Risk-taking by individuals and businesses can only happen when governments provide economic and financial stability. So the best tax cut right now is a cut in inflation. Jeremy Hunt has shared his vision for UK economic growth, but it's left people asking, where is the detail? In a speech at Bloomberg headquarters, the Chancellor said he's prioritising reducing inflation over tax cuts. Hunt, a former Remainer, went on to say that he intends to utilise opportunities from Brexit and increase investment outside of London. But how he plans on doing it all? Well, we might have to wait until the budget in March to find out. David Bond is the Evening Standard's Deputy Political Editor. Business groups will have been pleased to finally hear from the Chancellor his uh, medium to long-term growth plan. Of course, he's been pretty much firefighting from day one when he came into the job in the autumn. So I think this was his first opportunity to set out his vision for boosting growth. And so I think business will be pleased to hear that. And judging from the reception he got from chief executives in the room at Bloomberg's HQ, it seems that it went down quite well. But I think a lot of, a lot of people are asking questions about where is the detail? You know, you've set out this broad brush vision for how you're going to get there, but it's lacking in the actual roadmap. So I think that's what they will want to see next. So as you mentioned, not a lot of detail in the speech, but what are the priorities as he sees it? Well, I mean, he he, it was quite broad brush, but I mean, I think he really talked up Brexit, which is interesting. Of course, Jeremy Hunt was a Remainer in the EU referendum back in 2016. So quite interesting to hear that. But he talked about, you know, drawing on Brexit freedoms, cutting EU red tape to free up potential, taking advantage of the regulatory freedom that the UK has outside of the EU to try and uh, to try and get business growing. But he also highlighted the four E's. Uh, which uh, enterprise, education, employment and everywhere, which was another way of saying levelling up. And he really focused on green industries, technology, data, artificial intelligence, saying the UK sort of playing leading roles in those industries and that it's vital that he as Chancellor and that the government looks to try and help stimulate that and drive it. But of course, the problem that Jeremy Hunt has is that Ever since he came into the job, as I say, in the autumn, he's been trying to tackle this, the sort of repair the damage from the Liz Truss quasi-Quarteng era, which 
you know, left the economy really and, you know, sort of teetering as they leashed all these tax cuts, which were essentially unfunded and sent markets into a tailspin. And so he's been trying to get the economy back on a stable, even keel since then. And the priority, as he stated again in the speech today, is to tackle inflation because, you know, he can't spend any more money because spending is so tight already. He has to cut public spending, which then, of course, limits what he can do around investment. But then, of course, he's also unable to make tax cuts, which so many conservative MPs, some, you know, on the back benches really want him to, to do to boost growth. So he's really caught in a very difficult position. So that's why I suspect so much of the detail today wasn't there. Jeremy Hunt's three months into the job as Chancellor. When exactly can we expect actual details on this growth plan? Well, his next big set piece, of course, will be the budget in March. That is when we expect to hear a lot more detail about some of the things that he was talking about today. But again, a lot of the things he was talking about in his speech at Bloomberg were quite long-term plans. And it may take a little bit longer than that to sort of see some of these details around uh, for example, cutting EU red tape around how you can boost investment in some of those new technologies and new industries, which he was talking about. Lots of businesses, small businesses and big businesses are calling for sort of a change to the way that uh, the tax regime incentivizes investments, incentivizes research and development, which they say has actually gone backwards over the past couple of years. So I think there will be more detail coming in March, but I think until really Jeremy Hunt and Rishi Sunak have a better picture of where things are going with inflation, then I think it's going to be quite difficult for them to really sort of set a of course, everyone's anticipation is, of course, that the budget in early budget, spring budget in 2024, which will come a few months before a general election, will be the time when we'll really start to see the Conservative offer going into that election around the economy and most notably on tax cuts. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear from Jonathan Porters, Professor of Economics and Public Policy at King's College London, about his thoughts on the Chancellor's plans. Welcome back. Jonathan Porters is Professor of Economics and Public Policy at King's College London. Well, there isn't really a plan that we've heard today. What he has put forward is some diagnosis of the problems of the UK economy. And there, I think he is in line with many economists in saying we have consistent problems of not enough investment, public and private, of uh, some of the failings of our education system, particularly when it comes to people who don't uh, go to university, the need to improve, for example, transport infrastructure, the need to uh, build more houses. You know, all of these are problems that have long been recognized. And indeed, it's interesting that actually this his diagnosis shares some of the characteristics that, that many of us have been talking about for, for the last 10 years. I think there's a recognition. It's quite interesting that even the chancellor in a government that has been in power for now going on 13 years recognizes the degree to which this government has presided over a, a long period of pretty poor economic performance. So in that sense, I think he's got some of the diagnosis right. Of course, the big omission here is Brexit, where there is a general consensus. And I think Jeremy Hunt knows this perfectly well. He was a Remainer, after all, that Brexit is also part of the problem. It's not the main driver of our current economic problems, but it is making things worse. 
Um, and he sort of tried to, to dodge that, uh, as you would expect, given the politics. So a lot of the diagnosis is correct. But in terms of a plan, there's really very little in the way of a substantive plan for addressing um, any of these big problems. And I think that's the, the big issue is not the diagnosis of what's wrong, where there is a degree of consensus, but in terms of what we should do about it, where there's not much in the way of a plan. And in some things, I think, you know, the, the plan is, if anything, going in the wrong direction. What would you like to see in the plans? Well, so um, two big things that I think are obviously missing. One is coherent strategy, not to reverse Brexit, because that's not on the agenda politically, either here or in the European Union, but to repair our economic relationship with the EU so as to at least mitigate some of the damage that Brexit is currently doing. That's going to be an important part of any credible long-term strategy. And again, I think Mr. Hunt knows this perfectly well, but he can't say it. So we will have to wait um, at least for a resolution of the Northern Ireland problem before we get a coherent plan on this and, and maybe somewhat longer. Um, so that's one big omission. The second is on taxes, where he's correctly said that there's no particular scope for cutting taxes in the short term. And I think most economists would agree with that. But the problem is that he's also saying that lower taxes are, are going to be essential in the medium to long run. And that's neither true nor feasible. It's not true because the idea that lower taxes in themselves generate growth has not been borne out by our experience over the last 30 years. And it's not feasible because I think we all know that the damage done by austerity to our public services and the fact that on the whole, politically, we want decent quality public services mean that over the medium to long run, taxes are going to have to go up, not down in the UK. And so any credible economic strategy has to deal with that fact and not sort of make silly pie in the sky promises about cutting taxes. Now, putting up taxes isn't going to be great, but you can do it if you're prepared without damaging the economy, if you're prepared to reform the tax system, if you're prepared, for example, to, to tax wealth more, to tax property more, to tax better off older people who are still very tax privileged more. But that requires political will. And again, there, there's no sign of that. So you know, silly promises about lower tax as opposed to meaningful tax reform that raises more money at the same time putting the burden on those who can best afford it is not going to get us very far, frankly. Jeremy Hunt is three months into the job now. How do you think he's doing? What do you think of the current state of the UK economy since he's been Chancellor? Well, I think, um, you know, he has successfully cleared the extremely low bar of not being the the disaster of the trust quarting era, right? And in that sense, you know, when people say, oh, the grown-ups are back in charge, he's restored stability. I mean, he's done that in the sense that he's not quasi quarting and Liz Truss, which is a good thing. Um, and I think he has successfully, you know, repaired some of the damage that they that they did. We have a, a degree of stability in markets and, and so on that they did their best to blow up. So all that is fine. But as I said, that, that that's good in the short term. What we don't have is anything that remotely resembles a sort of a, a sensible long-term strategy. How is the UK economy doing in comparison to other countries at the moment? Well, I think as 
perhaps as you would uh, slightly, as you would expect, our, our performance overall is not that different to most other countries in Europe because we're being affected by very similar global factors, the rise in energy prices, the rise in food prices. We are doing slightly worse than most other countries. Our, our performance, you know, we are the, the one country who's, I think, still output is still slightly lower than before the pandemic. That's driven by a number of factors. The nature of our slightly dysfunctional household energy market uh, hasn't helped. And then, of course, Brexit, um, which is not, and I keep on saying this, Brexit is not the main driver of our current economic problems, but it is clearly making things slightly worse in terms of growth and inflation and our trade prospects. So, yeah, you know, we are performing quite similarly to a lot of other countries, but perhaps slightly worse because of some UK specific factors. Obviously, there's the cost of living crisis, inflation. These are all things everyone is worried about on a daily basis right now. Can you see these issues coming to an end anytime soon? Yes, I think things will get significantly better this year. The short term problems that we have, which are driven mostly by global developments, are clearly easing. And I think that will mean that things do feel considerably better over the course of the year. But the real problem is this very poor economic performance over the last 12 years or so, which is driven by these much longer term structural factors. And unfortunately, we haven't heard anything very much substantive from the government to address that today. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back on Monday at 4pm. <laughs>